there is a company making bulletproof backpacks. And I can't decide if this breaks my heart that we need this or what an ingenious idea that we need this. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number 164 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Baron of Branded Backpacks, the good time player man himself, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I am doing well. It's sort of that mid-August lull where I feel like some people are on vacation, some people are ramping back up. I am kind of in full swing and feeling good. How about you, man? I'm doing good. Um, doing great. Uh, it's the dog days of summer. Yeah. So, you know, trying to fight my way through that. But you know something you're never going to have to fight your way through, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That'd be the frictionless transaction process that Cometsky puts together. You know, they are makers of that game-changing software for distributors. And you know, because you're a customer. I am. It, hel- it helps you streamline your workflow, connect your team, impress your clients, collaborate with suppliers, and just quite simply, grow your business. Kirby, what's your favorite feature of Cometsky? Um, you know what? I think my favorite feature is not is a non-sexy one, to be honest with you. I mean, people talk presentations. They talk the new shops, which are excellent. Um, and I actually like sort of the operations uh, report. It kind of allows you to keep track, like whether it's you're an individual salesperson or if you're internal customer service, you can literally track where every order is all the way through the order. I honestly don't know how we did our business. This is not hyperbole. I don't know how we did our business without that report. And so I love that. Yeah, and, and I think that actually is a great point. So you're hearing that directly from a customer of Comiskew, everybody. So if you'd like to learn more, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you want to? I mean, you'd really want to, right, Kirby? Of course you would want to. All right, you, where, where should they head, Kirby? Should they go to Comiskew.com slash unscripted? I believe that is where they should go. Will they be sorry they did? They will not be sorry they did. Didn't think so. All right, Kirby. So this is week two of our format change. Are you ready to broadcast it? A higher level than we did last week. <laughs> it's That is my goal every week, is try to do just a little bit better. Yeah, so I listened to the podcast last week, and man, there was a couple starts and stops and fits and spurts, so we're going to try to clean that up a little bit this week and get back to our normal persimmon level of broadcasting. <laughs> so, Kirby... Would you like to start us off with the topic today, or would you like me to go ahead and do that? Uh, why don't you go ahead, man? Thank you, Kirby. Thank you for knowing that I wanted to go first. <laughs> I had a feeling. So I've got a plethora of, of podcasts, or podcasts. Good yes. Lord, I already screwed up. See, <laughs> we already screwed this up. I've got a plethora of topics today. Why don't we start with this one? So okay. um, NALC, the North American Leadership Conference, was uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that, they announced, or they celebrated, really, uh, the PPB Rising Stars. And we know several of them. Taylor Borst yeah. uh, from American Solutions for Business. Joe Douglas from Orbis. Cola Svec from Solid Swag. Yeah. Brian Diesroff from Advantage. A lot of great people. Always really cool. cool when we can celebrate the up-and-comers in our industry. But it got me thinking, and that's okay. always a dangerous thing, Kirby. <laughs> it, it got me thinking is I think we do as an industry and probably actually as a society really looking at the next generation and who is up and coming and who's leading us. You always have these 30 under 30 lists, and th- yep. which I think are great, by the way. I'm not yeah. knocking that. but They're awesome, yeah. They are, but I think maybe it's time, Kirby that we come up with a 50 over 50. And what I mean by that is the following. 
I think there are people in our industry who are not happy with the status quo, that they continue to push things forward. They just happen to be a little bit older. And I think it's time we recognize some of those folks. And so I thought we would maybe pick three or four or five, um, and I'll go ahead and run through my list, give you a chance to to think of yours. Okay. um, If you'd like. If you would like me to do that. Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay. So um, I thought of the, these are the first five that just pop into, into my brain very easily. These are folks over 50 who are still pushing the envelope. They're adapting. They're leading. They're innovating. They're pushing the industry forward. And the first one I thought of, uh, quite honestly, was Paul Kiwi. Uh, mm. Paul Kiwi is a legendary industry. He has uh, owned a distributorship. He was uh, chair of the board for PPAI. He is in the PPAI Hall of Fame. And he uh, is the executive director of the uh, Michigan Promotional Products Association. And just Truly one of those guys who has really helped so many people but continues to have a visionary view of the industry. And so I I picked Paul Kiwi. Ira Neiman from Vantage. Ira is the incoming chair of the PPAI board. He is all about service, but he's all about pushing that needle forward as well. And so I thought Ira Neiman. Jeff Jacobs came to mind. Mm, Um, He he had spent so much time at QCA and really brought to – uh, really everybody's attention in our industry about the importance of product safety. I think he was really at the forefront of that. Tim Brown has certainly taken that mantle in, in, in going further, which I know Jeff would want him to do, but I think of Jeff Jacobs. Um, Chuck Fandos. Uh, mm. I'm a huge Chuck Fandos fan. For those of you who don't know Chuck Fandos, he runs Facilis. One of the smartest, brightest people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. I constantly joke um, that I'm unemployable, and so other than the Moore family, uh, about one of the only people I think I would really want to work with and for would be Chuck Fandos. Okay. And then finally is, um, and maybe this is an obvious one, but Paul Bellantone. And I'm sure mm-hmm. he would kind of aw shucks being on this list, but he deserves to be on this list. What oh. he's done with our, uh, with our industry and pushing it forward, uh, truly, truly, truly miraculous. Yeah, actually, um, I think that uh, Paul Bellinson was actually the first name that popped into my mind when you when when you brought this up. So, um, and obviously, you took a, a bunch of great ones. So, as I sort of scratch out names on a piece of paper here, I, I love this topic and I hate this topic. Right. <laughs> so, I love this topic because I think it's a great idea that we recognize people who are pushing forward. Um, I I hate it because a I'm going to forget people and b I'm really concerned that I'm going to select somebody who's forty. Five. Yeah, well, and here's the yeah. thing. We here's here's the thing. We are going to leave people off this list. I yeah. mean, I could come with a, a, a ton of people: the Mark Simons, the Greg Mizillos, and a bunch of people. I just, you know, we, we're not going to actually do fifty over fifty. We're just trying to think of just some that come to mind uh, there. So, yeah. what do you and, got there, Kirby? Yeah, and by the way, you should totally do this as a promo corner piece in a you know more thoughtful thing. Actually, put this on uh, Kelsey Cunningham's. Uh, I, I, I will put that right <laughs> on her plate. <laughs> She'll be excited to hear that. Okay, so the ones that pop into my head actually last week our promo person of the week and the reason I know he's over 50 is I was at his 50th birthday party Dana Zezzo yep. he, uh, I always say he's the OG of, of social media he continues to sort of inspire me um, Cliff Quicksell comes to mind. Yep. Uh, he, uh, what I like about him is obviously he's continuing to educate uh, uh, kind of lift the industry but I love that he kind of lifts it outside of the industry as well mm-hmm. uh, Ronnie Wright uh, popped into my head um, what I think it's cool right now with Ronnie is that she's using her platform um, in the promo industry to kind of talk about mental health and health and yoga and meditation. Um, She inspires me. 
um, both of our buddy uh, Rick Green. Yeah. He, I, I just think he is a um, what I would call a quirky leader. Um, like he is an original thinker, and every time he posts something, I read it. He's mm-hmm. you know he's like the uh, creative E. F. Hutton in my mm-hmm. world. And then as I was thinking about this, uh, Rod Brown. Okay, Rod, uh, just re- Rod's a great choice, yeah. Yeah, uh, just uh, received another award and, again, another person who certainly uh, has pushed the industry forward and continues to do so. So those are those are ones that just popped into my head. As you said, I'm sure we're leaving a million people out, but those are those are the ones that popped we in. We are, guaranteed. I mean, you could bring in David Schultz. You could bring in, you know, a lot of those folks. So <laughs> I wasn't the, sure how old David was. He, he, he just turned 50. <laughs> Um, so if you, if you, dear listener, if you have someone we've missed, throw them, throw them in the comment section on your favorite platform, yes. wherever you're listening to this. We'd really like to hear it. Again, this is not designed to be all-encompassing or all-inclusive. Just trying to think of people, hey, we really do a great job recognizing the young people who are pushing us forward. And I think that's just fantastic. I, I'm so excited, especially after being at Spark and being with that group yes. for, for a few days. I'm so excited about where the future of the industry is going. But why not ch- take a look at some of the, the more mature folks, the more older folks, more older. There's some good English. Yep. The old, the the folks who have maybe a little more, a little bit more experience in the industry, and who those people are who are continuing to push the industry forward. And I think we've named quite a few. Um, so would love to hear more. So I just thought I that'd it. be a fun topic to start off with today, Kirby. Why don't you uh, bring us uh, bring us to another one? Okay. So we talk. I think it's because you and I are passionate about content and content marketing. We talk a lot about that. But it occurs to me that a big piece of our audience, um, especially those listening on the road are in the sales uh, mm-hmm. field, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they are supplier reps, they are distributor reps, they are people in the sales world. So, and it, this is one of those where I'm totally gonna catch you off, okay? So I, I'm happy to go first on, yep. on this while you kind of okay. chew on it. But one of the things, you know, I think um, both of us manage, lead, have been salespeople and then continue to try and help salespeople grow. Right. Um, and I, you know, I, I was thinking about it being 2019 and how uh, people go to market. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about some tips that I, I give people, um, both in my own team and people outside of my team, on tips for salespeople to succeed in the year 2019. Okay. And like I said, I can go, I can give you a couple, and then you can add to it. Does that make sense? Or yeah, unless you want to jump in, okay? No, I mean, let me let me pretend to listen to you. Okay. <laughs> Which is pretty consistent with how yeah. we've done this for 164 episodes. So, um, okay. So, I actually one of the first pieces of advice I got when it when I got in this industry, I believe, still matters. And it was a simple piece of advice: see the people. Mm-hmm. There's no money behind your desk. When in doubt, go and see people. There's the, what's cool about it is the science has backed it up. Is that you? You know, it's that familiarity and people want to do business with the people they like, know, and trust. We've gotten lazy. Because there are so many cool tools out there that we have forgotten that just getting in front of people still matters. So still, see the people. Yep. Be responsive. The okay. expectation of responsiveness is almost, that's the thing that I think that has increased. And yet it's been, because we're so distracted, that's been harder. The people who stand out to me as salespeople are uber responsive. Uh, be an expert in something. Okay. Like uh, whether... If you're a distributor side, pick a lane. It allows you to speak the language of your clients. And then, you know, on the supplier side, just be an absolute rock star expert in your line so that I'm like, okay, if I have a question, you're who I want to go to. Um, This one comes from sort of Danny Rosen. I've heard him say this. uh, Serve first, sell later. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, Just 
you don't always have to sell stuff you sell. Um, and then finally, keep making calls. I think it's it's really easy to just stop when you're you know you know it's not don't stop when you're tired. Stop when you're done. Um, doing that just one more. If you do that every day, that's a that can make a big difference. So those are a few that were. Uh, that I had scratched down as notes. I wanted to see what your tips were for selling in 2019. I think there's a couple things, and you hit some great ones, Kirby. So you know, kind of leaving me the scraps here a little yep, bit. Sorry, but that's all right. No, nope, yep. no, that's how it works. Um, the first one that came to mind is really, as a salesperson, understanding the difference of $20 an hour work and $500 mm, an hour work. Love that one. And really, we can, and it's kind of a, a little bit of a variation of uh, sitting behind your desk, right? Yes. So, but it's it's understanding when is it time to put in orders, when is it time to you know send emails, when is it time to do a little bit of follow up with suppliers. That's twenty dollar an hour work. Yep. And if you're doing that, do that during prime daytime when you could be talking to prospects and people who are actually qualified to make purchasing decisions. You're doing twenty dollar an hour work when it's time to be doing five hundred dollar an hour work. So that's yep. number one. Um, listen more. I think that's always yep. here. Listen. That's a good for, one. But the one I, I, I can I just one. say though? Can yeah. I just say it's, it's, it's ironic that I'm going to interrupt you after you say listen more. But I think that's one of those that's cliche because it's true, mm-hmm. right? Like we kind of blow by it, but it's important. So yeah, that's a good one. No question. No question. Um, so I think listen listening more uh, is is always good and listening. Actively, it's mm. listening with the intent to hear mm. and not the intent to respond. And we all, salespeople, we all want to know. We want to. We have such a brilliant thing to say next. <laughs> I'm not really listening to what you're saying right now. So listen with the intent to hear, not the intent to respond. I think being authentic, um, being really who you are. I think these days it's so easy to just sense someone who's selling because they need a paycheck or they want to buy something or they want to make a sale. You know, I I tell my kids, I tell anybody who will listen, I truly believe sales is the most special, the most noble profession in the world because what a salesperson truly does when they're really doing what they're supposed to be doing, you help people get what they want. Mm. And if you think of it that way, all you're doing is helping people get what they want. You're removing impediments, you're removing roadblocks, you're taking out all the friction, and you're helping your client get what they want and achieve the results they want to achieve. You put yourself in a, a place where you're helping someone, not helping yourself. And what it allows you to really do is market authentic or market emotionally. You can market to people emotionally and get right there with them and feel their pain, understand what they're going through, and figure out a, a creative solution to their problem. And so it allows you to to market emotionally, but sell authentically. And I think in this day and age, that's so critical. I get more and more, the more honest I am as a salesperson, the better my sales are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. That's really good, man. Really yeah. good. Especially since I just threw it at you. So Good topic. Cool. Yeah, yeah good topic. All right, Kirby. Let's do a real quick one. All right. So I... Um, I don't, I'm, you know, this is kind of a, a little bit of a downer, obviously, with all the mass shootings. I want to kind of touch on that. All the mass shootings we've had in our country. Right. I talk about being tone, tone deaf. We don't necessarily want to dwell on that. I think we all know it's awful. I don't have a solution. You don't have a solution. We're not going to get political here. I don't want to get political on this at all. But what I did see is that there's a company, and I didn't, I didn't write it down. And this actually came from Peter Wiggins, who uh, I actually served with Peter on the uh, PPA Chicago board about a decade ago. 
and he's the vice president of sales of NPN 360 in uh, Deerfield, Illinois. There is a company making bulletproof backpacks, mm. and I can't decide if this breaks my heart that we need this or what an ingenious idea that we need this. But specifically, because we are a promotional products, marketing, and branding podcast, what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on possibly branding a bulletproof backpack? Yeah, you're right. That is a pretty heavy topic. Uh, so I, I don't think my, my first reaction to what you said was that it doesn't have to be either or. It is, I think, both tragic and ingenious. Um, you know what I mean? Like it is a it's tragic that we need to be thinking about that. But it is ingenious, not because of taking advantage of a terrible situation, but if you're telling me that I can give my child something that they can essentially protect themselves with, you know, I think sometimes the best um, products come from filling a a need, whether it's a tragic need or not. Um, So I think it's both. Um, uh, From a branding perspective, I think couple thoughts. I think, you know, obviously if you are a company that lives in that sort of space, personal defense space, I think it might make some sense. And then honestly, actually, I think the place where it might make the most sense is uh, schools. Just mm-hmm. just flat out, no, we're, this is a thing I, that we're... And I think that was the target market. Just okay. I should have I mentioned that uh, when I started the topic. No, that's cool. But yeah, if, if that is what they're doing and putting it with their... Uh, um, information on it I think that's that's intriguing um, as long as mm-hmm. you know and this is a super weird thing to say and so it's just popping into my head but you know how when you embroider a, a, a waterproof jacket that it makes it not waterproof anymore yeah uh, as long as the decoration doesn't take away from the defense yeah um and so yeah i think it's by the way interesting topic yeah uh, so yeah i think it's both ingenious i think it is um tragic but uh yeah super interesting yeah it, it is and and you know hate I, I i just kind of arrived and i couldn't get much further than i hate that this is even a, a topic that we that we have to think about this stuff. Right. Um, just kind of broke my heart, but it is back to school time, so I thought I'd bring it up because it is a relevant topic. And you know, since it is back to school time, you know what every kid needs in their backpack, whether it's a bulletproof backpack or not, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, that would be some writing instruments, and there are no finer writing instruments in our industry than the, from the good people at Gold Star. Mm. And we know them that they are the leader in quality writing instruments. And they're the clear leader in that category. And we talk about, you know, people use that term, they're the leader. What does that even mean? Well, Gold Star wants to define that. And it really comes down to the quality for me. I know you use Gold Star pens. I use Gold Star pens. Heck, my whole family uses Gold Star pens. Are you just going to start clicking like you think? Thank you very much for the click. (laughs) Um, That would be the plunger for those of you not in the industry. I've got these awesome pumpkin spice-powered unscripted pens that uh, my kids use at school. Um, they write so well. And, I, I mean, we talk about that ever smooth ink, and gosh darn it, it is the smoothest uh, ballpoint ink I've ever used. I've used Mont Blancs. I've used other pens. The, these are clearly my favorite. And so that's why they're the leader in the industry. It's one of the actually many reasons why they're the leader in the industry. So if you want to learn more and get some great ideas about how pens can be more than just a promotional writing instrument, go ahead and sign up for your free brand story toolkit by visiting them at goldstarpens.com slash toolkit. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby, you got another topic for us? I do. Um, so 
I, I read a study or an article just the other day on um, IQ and it's sort of how it translates to success in the workplace. And I think one of the things that we've probably seen is one of the things we measure in kids, you know, with, with standardized testing and IQ testing is what we've learned, I think, is that IQ isn't the end-all, be-all in, you know, determining life success, right? Right. And one of the things I'm a big fan of is EQ, where it talks about emotional intelligence. Right. But, but this was IQ make way for AQ. Have you heard of uh, AQ? Nope. Okay. So I thought it was interesting, though. Um, it talked about if you really want to be successful, you need to have a high adaptability quotient, when it, that becoming the X factor for career success. And mm-hmm. it, like looking back at your career, looking back at my career, emotional, I, I actually still think that EQ is the superpower. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you can be adaptable and you can be open-minded and fresh to new possibilities because things do and will change, that being a determining factor of success seemed super interesting to me. What say you, Bill? I think it's interesting, but I kind of get tired that we have to define every possible thing and put a label on it. And it's this, <laughs> that, and the next thing. I mean, I start, I mean, I, I'm listening to you and I start, I, I, I am, I, you know how we do this. I close my eyes, I listen to you, but honestly, I start tuning out because it's like, not because of you, it's just, we have to have emotional intelligence. Now we have adaptable intelligence and now... You know, when, when I need fingernail intelligence, and I need to make sure that I have super, po- super, super nasal intelligence for my olfactory senses. I mean, it gets to a point of can we just stop actually having studies to to determine this? And it, is someone fit in your job? Does someone fit in your company from a cultural standpoint? I get so tired that we have to define everything. I think we spend so much time trying to define things, we don't have to spend enough time just doing things. Mm, yeah. I mean, I well, like the idea. Don't get me wrong. I think it's important. Yes, is the skill of adaptability, being open-minded, not just being – not embracing change, but maybe directing and driving change. Is that important? Hell, yes, it is. Mm, yeah. And, and I guess what, what I, I kind of look at it as is trying to translate to someone who's up and coming and trying to figure out, look – I am, and I think you and I are looking at this from a different season in our career, okay? But I think when you look at it, did you just call me old? I I called me old, and you're older than me. But whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I think if you are, let's let's use Skylar, right? She's gonna she's Mm -hmm. twenty, gonna be twenty one years old. When you're looking at people, as opposed to it being a study, but just saying, look. What is it that makes people successful? The idea that you say, look, shit is not going to go down the way you think it's going to go down. You being open-minded and adaptable is going to be just as important or more important than you doing than you being quote-unquote smart. Mm-hmm. And I think if you look at it that way, then I think it has value to an up-and-coming generation. No, I would agree. Cool. I would absolutely agree. All right, Kirby, let's do, uh, go ahead and do another one. Um, I want to talk about the branding decline of Apple. Okay. Okay. So we looked at Apple. I'd say maybe you know I, Apple's been a leader in the uh, you know cell phone space for quite a quite a while, right? Yes. They've yes. Been, Was it two thousand eight or something like that? Yeah. Whenever the iPhone came out, and I, I started thinking because I just got a new phone. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my iPhone 8 was, was on its last legs, so I got an iPhone XR, whatever. And so I, when I was researching... <laughs> XLT? I don't know. B, I, got an, I got an iPhone BLT. And 
So I started looking at them just, you know, because I know usually in September, October is when the new iPhones are announced. Mm -hmm. And I, I looked at uh, just some of the, the rumor sites, and there's plenty of them. Mm -hmm. The new iPhones are likely to get a pro branding. So the next iPhone, instead of iPhone X or XS or XR, is going to be the iPhone Pro or the iPhone Pro Max. And... In our society now, brands are coming and going. I mean, they're 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 thriving, and then they're dying at mm -hmm. such an incredible rate. You know, sure. I'm 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 going to turn 50 in a few months. You're 45ish. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know exact age. Uh, mm -hmm. I think 45 is your exact age. Um, I grew up where the thought that Sears and Kmart might not exist just never even entered my mind. Right. 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 And now I can actually see a future where McDonald's doesn't exist in 10 years because they just can't compete because they're not, they don't adapt. We just talked about adaptability. Maybe they don't adapt quickly enough. You know, right. that, that section of restaurant. And, and I look at Apple. Apple was the bell of the ball. Right. But when was the last time they truly innovated? So how can Apple truly innovate again? Because I see them very much on a downward swing, especially from a marketing and branding uh, situation. Boy, that is, I, I would even I, that, say that's a million dollar question. That's like a billion dollar question. Um, right. How can they innovate? You know, it's, I, I think one of the things that you've seen with them is they've come out with iterations of products. So you've, not new products, mm -hmm. right? Like their, their most recent new product that, that comes into my mind is the, the Apple Watch. Right. Um, which I am wearing an Apple Watch. But it's it's not a thing that even gosh this Apple Watch has been out for years, and even you know the iPhones continue I think to get better for sure. Yeah. But they you know so do Samsung and I, and I have an iPhone for you know for the interest of transparency. Right. I, if they want to continue to grow, I, I mean, I really honestly believe they need a new product category because there's only so many times. I mean, God knows they've done a good job of making me upgrade my phone right. <laughs> since I, you know, the, the batteries seem to die miraculously about the time they're paid off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think a new product of some sort. What is that product? I don't know. That's not yeah. a space I live in. But to me, I went in. I went in the uh, the Apple store the other day looking at, at iPhones because I kind of need a new one. Mm -hmm. And I didn't spend nearly as much time as normal because yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's a, there's an iPad, there's a MacBook Air, there's a, there, and, and I'm a Mac guy. Right. right? You are. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's there has not been, and I think to your point a specific innovative product in a while. Yeah, no, there hasn't. And so I just don't know what Apple can do to save itself from itself, quite frankly. Well, but I don't think it's a branding thing, right? Like you were talking about it being the X. Like that's not the issue is the name of the product. It's that, no, I, I'll continue to rebuy the products as long as they continue to iterate and get better. But they haven't had a new product category. They haven't had a new product. Right. That's not necessarily a logo or brand thing. They just, they need to innovate. Uh, they do, but I don't know what I don't know how they do it. Right. I mean, it just seems like everybody's everybody's innovating at a far better uh, rate than they are. So, cool. Yeah. Um, all right, Kirby, you have one more quick topic before we uh, kind of yeah. start wrapping this guy up. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, so this is super quick. I came across this a Nike Nike speaking of brands that want to innovate. Yeah. And so they are starting a new subscription service. 
which I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, have you seen this? I have. Not yeah. super familiar with it. You're not super. Okay. So, but it's essentially as it's you like might 20 expect. Twenty bucks a month or some weird. Yeah. yeah I the, thought there was a weird number to it. Yeah. So they're they're looking to stand out in the crowded retail space. So it's called the Nike Adventure Club. Yeah. Uh, it's a sneak sneaker ordering service for kids aged two to ten. Mm-hmm. Cost parents twenty, thirty, or fifty dollars a month. Yep. With the option to order shoes on a quarterly, bi-monthly, or monthly basis. Okay. And so I I don't know I. I'm super intrigued by this concept. I wanted to see what you thought. Yeah, I think it's I think it's genius. If they can make money at it, if they can create profit, I think it's genius because I, I will tell you, subscription-based boxes, because uh, subscription-based services are becoming are, are not becoming. Heck, they are they the are. thing. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen promotional products companies do it. I know American Solutions for, for Business has has a subscription box. It's something I've talked about uh, numerous times yeah. uh, when uh, you know talking in many talks I give. Uh, about you know people just dancing they're they're so happy getting subscription boxes they're just dancing yeah. they're just dancing yeah and so that's that's always awesome so what a great what a great uh, topic Kirby you know where we're at now Tur Kirby it's time for the promo person of the week it's dedicated whoop, whoop. to the one person that, that is grabbing our attention in the industry age gender or affiliation doesn't matter um, and this week is my week yes and I don't know if you saw this but the slate of uh, PPAI board uh, nominees came out. So PPAI has changed the bylaws, which I think is genius. Instead of asking people to run against each other, two suppliers, two distributors, they are looking for what the board needs in terms of strengths and identifying those leaders yeah. uh, and asking them to serve. And then you vote on a slate of, a, of two people. So there's a, a supplier and a distributor. So I want to focus. I love this, by the way. I do too. I want to focus specifically on the uh, distributor, the lovely and talented Don Olds from uh, Halo Branded Solutions. I've known Don pert near, and that is a Texan for quite a while, pert near, um, I'd say 15 years now. Yeah. And she is one of the smartest people I know, always has been. And she is going to do such a great job on that the board. Uh, I am so excited. So Don Olds, CAS. Kirby, what do you have to say about that? I couldn't agree more with when I saw that Don, actually Don and Kevin, right? Don and Kevin Walsh. But Don Olds, when I saw that she was the, the, the person that was being put up, I was super excited because when I was at Halo, uh, she was one of those people, as you said, like if you needed an answer on anything, if you reached out to her, not only was she responsive, she was thoughtful. Um, and you know, she's a doer. That's what I, you know, and I think every single board I'm on, whenever they get someone who I qualify as a doer on it, I'm always like, Oh, that's going to be great. Uh, because the, any board needs that. Absolutely, absolutely. So Donald's, your box of virtual high fives are on their way to Sterling, Illinois. They should be there sometime in October of 2027. Kirby, so <laughs> we started a new thing last week called The Best Ever, yep. The Best Thing Ever, and it's your week to pick The Best Thing Ever. So I'm, I'm, I am giddy with anticipation. I'm like a Girl Scout on Cookie Sunday. That's how excited I am. What is the best thing ever? So the best thing ever this week is... The best vacation that you've ever been on. The best vacation I've ever been on, okay? Yeah, so I wanted to, I kind of feel like you're in a space sometimes where you need a vacation, and I wanted you to think back to, um, you know, what does that look like for you? Because I don't think you're a huge beach guy, right? I'm not a huge beach guy because I like to do stuff. Um, I'd say the best vacation I ever took 
um, was probably right in the year 2000, Kirby, which would mm -hmm. be 19 years ago for those of you doing math at home. <laughs> it was myself, Sandy, um, and then uh, a friend I grew up with and her husband. Um, we all lived in uh, within two miles of each other in New York. Mm -hmm. And... And um, we flew to uh, Paris, stayed mm. a few days in Paris. Wow. Um, we rented a car, drove over to Baden-Baden in Germany, um, okay. stayed there a couple nights in a hotel that was themed after the Little Prince book, which was very cool, in, in, in these natural hot springs and a casino where you had to wear a coat and tie, which was kind of cool. So yep. you felt very James Bondish. I know that's not <laughs> your thing, but... Um, and then, I like it, though. And then uh, drove down through the Black Forest to Interlaken in Switzerland. Okay. Stayed there a couple days. Then went to Geneva. Uh, wow. We were planning on staying there for a couple days, but we all lived in New York, and Geneva is such an international city, much like New York. We kind of decided, yeah, we've we've seen enough here after a day, so we went back up to Paris uh, for four days. It was a two. It was a let's see. It was a 16-day trip. Wow. Uh, a lot of driving. You know, and uh, really had a good time. So that, I think, is one of my most, uh, that's probably my favorite vacation ever, other than taking the kids, like, to Disneyland, Disney World, things like that. Um, but when I think of just a pure, fun trip, that's the one I think about. What about you? That is a great trip, and I love that you brought up Disneyland. So, um, so my best vacation ever probably springs from one of my worst vacations ever. Okay. So, and not worst, but just exhausting. So my daughters, you know, are both in dance and they were invited one year to dance at Disney and they were pretty young. And so we did the thing where you do all of Disney, right? Yeah. Like we did every park and it was exhausting. And I said to my wife, okay, that's good. Never again. We did it. Yep. So a couple years later, it was time to, the, the girls got invited to dance at Disney again. And Amy comes out and said, Hey, they're doing it again. I said, yeah. And I said, no, thanks. And so she kind of pressed it a little bit. And I said, look, Aim, I, I don't want to do that again. If the girls could go down and dance right. one day, mm -hmm. and then we go hop on a cruise the next day, yeah. now I'm interested. Well, you know my wife well enough to know that within literally a half an hour, she had that trip planned and booked. <laughs> And came to me with her laptop and said, look, they dance on this day. The next day we drive to Port Canaveral and get on a carnival cruise. All right. And I was like, oh, well, I kind of walked into that, didn't I? Uh, and it turned out to be just the best trip because awesome. we, went, we went down to downtown Disney, danced. Actually, if you've ever seen, it was around Halloween. So we as a family dressed up as the Incredibles and went to one, it was like the Halloween party at at uh, the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. It was hilarious because everyone thought we were characters at the Oh, at they, the thought park. You were, they thought yeah. you were Imagineers, of yeah. course. Yeah. Cast members. Right. We, we literally have our picture taken with like 100 people <laughs> from that one trip. And then, yeah, then we hopped on a cruise and took the girls out of the country. And so that was, that was really, really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Kirby, that's a good... Uh, best thing ever. You know what else is the best thing ever, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That would be the software solution over there, Common Skew. You know, they are that game-changing software that is, you know what it's doing, Kirby? It's changing the game. That's it why is. you call it game-changing software. And it's designed just for distributors in the promotional products industry. Um, it's going to help you streamline your workflow. It's going to connect your team and press your client. And it's just going to remove all the friction from the process. And it's going to help you sell more and make more money. And it's just going to give you more joy, isn't it, Kirby? It is going to give you so much joy. 
It's ridiculous. All right, so if you want to learn more, and I know you do, go ahead and visit commonskew.com slash unscripted. You're not going to be sorry you did, Kirby. I think we did a little bit better this week with our new <laughs> format than we did last week. A little more energy, a little, more, uh, a little smoother transitions, and I think we're in good shape. I love it. A lot more persimmon. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.